What's going on, guys? Welcome to episode 52 of Calling All Crap Beer. My name is Luke. I'm here with my buddy, Ryan O'Neill. What's going on, you crazy son of a bitch? How are you? I'm pretty good, but I'm offended by that word. What, bitch? <laughs> Why, you don't like being uh, associated with our that great big ball of fire in the sky? No, no, no. Don't, don't assume my gender. <laughs> Uh, let me drink this beer. What are you drinking? That Bandito. Nice, me too. But I'm about, I'm like 70% done with my crowler already because you took too long. So I started drinking before you. <clears throat> Which, well, I'll be done quickly. You'll be done. You like it? Yeah, it's actually That's, good. It's one of my favorite beers that they do. Now, if you guys aren't familiar, we're talking about Bandito from Trippin' Animals, which is a triple dry hopped, um, Pale Ale, 6% ABV, super crushable, easy to drink, just a phenomenal beer. So they didn't have a whole lot when I stopped by the other day, so I got us a couple Crowlers of Bandito, and uh, what do we got, some All Together, and some, what's the other one called? Nectar Connector, Nectar Collector, Nectar Collector, which is uh, pretty damn good. So have you haven't had anything else yet, right? You just had the Bandito? Yeah, it's all I've had is that band. All right, band cool. And, you li- and obviously, you just said you like it, right? Really oh, yeah. good. Cool. So, <clears throat> it's Friday. We ain't got shit to do. <laughs> and uh, yeah. it's been another incredibly crazy week. Um, what have you been up to, man? Because, I mean, I know, like, there's not a whole lot that you can do right now. So, what have, what have you really been diving into? Um, flipping stuff still on offer up. All right, cool. Money. Um, I gutted well, you know, but for people that don't know, I gutted my uh, scat pack pretty much bare bones, which is a metal shell. Really? Yeah. You still have door panels and stuff? Oh, yeah, well, I kept the door panels and I kept the airbags, obviously for comfort. But all the carpets gone, everything deadeners, carpet, everything's gone. The center console itself is empty except i kept the uh the uh couple okay so it's like it's like 75 good okay and then uh lifting weights cool and what did you just get right now you got a safety squat bar yeah i ordered it you know the whole shortage going on i've been trying to look everywhere for like certain items and I ordered a safety squat bar. Which one did you get? Did you get like the SS Yoko one or whatever? No, because like Rogue and all of them charge an arm and a leg. Right. So what'd you get? You got like a off-brand? Yeah. Have you ever heard of Bells of Steel? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. They had they had a sale going on for two Okay, cool. With so I was like, well, there's only two left. Let me buy it. Hell yeah, dude. How long did it take you to get it? Uh, when I ordered it, like All right, cool. Did you have to pay? Was it crazy for shipping? No, it's Good. shipping. <clears throat> I just wondered. I mean, because I, I know awkward stuff like that size-wise sometimes can be, shipping can be ridiculous. It's like you pay 300 bucks for a bar and the shipping's like 150 because of the because of the way it's, because of the size of the box and everything, not because it's actually that heavy. Yeah, like I was looking at um, some two plates, right? 45-pound yeah. plates, nine pounds. There were like, it was like $200 for plates with shipping or without shipping. And then shipping was like 300 bucks. Yeah, it's crazy because of the weight. Yep. Yeah. Nutty, nutty, nutty. So, 
Well, we have basically been, uh, you know, doing similar shit. Like, we, uh, I've been just working my ass off, which has been good. Work has been really, really busy, which I'm excited about. So, for me, I mean, you know, this nothing shut down over the pandemic. Now, the only hardest part about, the, hard, the only hard part for me is a lot of the companies that I deal with that I order stuff from are shut down. Like, silly stuff like where we we have we give away stickers and some of you know in our orders when people order something they get like a sticker pack in the order you know for free so we ran out of stickers and the sticker company is only making i called so first i went to our regular company which is sticker mule and uh they are only making stuff for um for essential businesses right now so they're making like the X's that go on the floor to tell people to stay six feet apart and, you know, their signage and shit like that. Like, they're not making anything like basic brand stickers or anything like that. Everything they're doing is considered essential. They're making masks, you know, stuff like that. I'm like, all right, whatever. So I called like 10 other sticker companies, all the same shit. They're all making only essential stuff. They're not, you know, making any any goods right now for just like basic uh, enterprise. And I'm like, okay, well, that fucking sucks because, you know, something stupid like that, that like, I don't, now I don't have stickers to go on my free orders. So whatever, which is fine. I mean, I get it. You know, they're just trying to take care of everything, but I just laugh at, you know, the, and at the, you know, the, the way that they've shut down certain enterprises to make it so that they can't like, you know, allow the rest of us to actually give them money to work. I mean, I was going to order like $2,000 worth of stickers. (laughs) which would have been, I'm sure, a good chunk of change for that company, and they can't even sell me the stickers because they're making, you know, other stuff. So a little bit of craziness going on with certain things like that right now, but the rest of it is just fantastic. We just released a immune product today called Immune Plus, which is probably the most comprehensive um, <clears throat> immune support um, supplement that you'll, you'll ever see. I mean, Joe's incredible when it comes to science and putting together products that are just amazing and he really put together a product that blows everything out there for immunity support off the charts and um it was really really cool i was excited to kind of get that rolling today because that's been something we were something that was already in the works but we kind of rushed it to the table a little bit faster because of this whole pandemic bullshit but um is that but is that the one you posted online with a video of him? Like, it looked like it was in a park Yeah, yeah. that's Alex Frucky, one of our athletes and brand ambassadors. He uh, he did the video for it, and he's, like, in his local park riding his mountain bike, and he just kind of stopped and did a, uh, you know, just kind of did a, an easy little, you know, uh, video about it. Talked about how important his health and his immune system was. The guy works, his he, he worked in the supplement industry for quite a few years and then he branched off and actually went and started working for a biotech company that does like um it uh they make you know medical equipment but he but he specializes in like the the video machines and stuff like the robotics that actually go in and they do microscopic surgeries and shit like that he actually helps like surgeons do surgeries because he teaches them how to use his equipment his machinery and stuff so he's in like like operating rooms every day helping surgeons do surgeries and shit like that so the dude can't be sick you know what i mean like he wouldn't be able to do his job if he even had a sniffle so he takes his health and his uh you know his his immune system really seriously so it was only fitting to have him you know kind of be part of that and get that going from from the get-go so it's pretty cool i mean and and i don't normally talk about supplements on this you know on the show 
because uh, it's just not what the show is about. But I think something like this is just really amazing. It's a really awesome product. And I really would encourage anybody out there, you know, productad.me, go check it out. Use the code CC30 for 0% discount because I just made that shit up. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> the, uh, I'm just kidding. But, um, but nah, I, I mean, you know me. I don't normally talk about stuff like that, but I definitely think it's something that is worth, you know, talking about for everybody. And, and not just, you know, we're going to get into some talking about some numbers about the virus because... There's some bullshit going on right now that uh, that we'll talk about in it here in a bit, but um, it's just been crazy. I mean, you know, we you're we're all kind of confined. I mean, you can you look at the you watch the news, you watch the internet, you know, whatever you see that people are getting fucking crazy, bro. Like every day they're they're out there, you know, um, protesting and you know getting pissed off. I know I talked to Joe, you know, the, the owner of AD this morning. And he was furious because he goes out and walks like they have they have basically like a broadwalk like we have in Hollywood that goes along the beach and it's a concrete walkway. And he woke up this morning to go do his morning walk because he walks like three or four miles like every day in the morning and then he does it again in the evening. And when he got up this morning to go, the fucking beach was blocked off. Like everything. They couldn't even walk on the broadwalk. Like they had barriers up telling them the beach is closed and he wasn't even like he couldn't even go on his walk you know which is stupid like i'm like okay it's one thing to keep people off the beach that's fine why why keep people off the walkway and stop them from being able to go do exercise and supposedly i didn't actually see anything or hear anything where he actually said this but supposedly gavin newsom the governor of california supposedly did all this in uh retaliation for all the people that went out to the beaches last week. I'm just saying one thing. You're talking about California, and California is like the worst state in America. Oh, fuck yeah. It's California. We call it California. Because it's all about... It's, com- it's run by communists. Nancy Pelosi fucking... What's that other... But they have mar- medical marijuana, re- recreational marijuana. Like, it's nothing. But they're anti-guns. Mm-hmm. Yep. Between Maxine Waters, Nancy Pelosi, all those other morons, Gavin Newsom... It's definitely, it's literally a state run by communists. And it sucks because it is a beautiful state. The state itself has a lot to offer to people, but the people who run it are just fucking idiots. So it's ridiculous. But it's, um, and my boss, I mean, he said the same thing. Like Joe told me this morning, he's like, yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. He's like, you know, they filled in the skate parks with sand. They, you know, and the great part about it was that the kids are intuitive, dude. And they went out there and like scooped the sand in the piles and made it into like a, uh, a dirt bike track. <laughs> so they were still going out there and riding their dirt bikes in the skate parks anyway, even after they filled them in with sand to try to keep them out of there with their skateboards. So just a lot of stupid shit, you know what I mean? And the, uh, so what's your take right now? Like, have you been actually paying attention to anything that's been going on? Are you trying to stay to yourself and kind of just not really worry about the rest of the world? Um, I don't have cable because <clears throat> I don't like commercials. I hate the news. Yep. Um, I don't really pay attention to news. I check like since I check like news once in a while, just for like I just brief scroll scroll through the like the main page. If there's anything interesting, I might read it, but I'm not paying for it. So most of the time, I just keep going. Right. So no, I don't really pay attention. But speaking of checking news, uh, I'm on Sun Sentinel, and they said that. 
that crisis boosted Publix's sales by one billion dollars. Yeah, dude, it's crazy. There are some companies like like Amazon supposedly reported like a twelve billion dollar increase in sales. Like I'll tell you what, we like the you know the main company that I work for, we haven't gained any sales. We actually lost sales compared to last year, but we stayed pretty damn good compared to where we thought we were going to be. You know, and which is fantastic and. You know, and, and we've been able to, to hold steady and hold strong. And I'm super proud of that because I know that I'm part of that, you know, in the marketing and doing the stuff that we're doing the right way. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, dude, it's been crazy. Like today, um, it was brought to a lot of people's attention. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read you a little excerpt off of this that uh, is kind of important, I think, for everybody to know. Now, this is directly from the CDC's website. So the Centers for Disease Control. This uh, this was actually one second. Yeah, I continue. You there? Yeah, yeah, I continue. Sorry. Okay, cool. So this this data was actually released as of April sixteenth, two thousand twenty. Okay, so it's a little old. It's about what two weeks old. Um, but this is provisional death counts of coronavirus disease, twenty nineteen, pneumonia, influenza. Um, pneumonia or influenza by week in the United States. Week <laughs> ending 2-1-20 to week ending 4-11-2020. So up until uh, April, from February 1st, my birthday, my 40th birthday, <laughs> to uh, April 11th. And the crazy part is, <clears throat> is when you start off in February, February 1st and February 8th, there were zero confirmed deaths of COVID-19. But there were 4,121 deaths from pneumonia, influenza, or, and they have like in parentheses, COVID-19. Then from the week of the 8th to the 15th, it was 4,137. The week of the, to the, then the, the week ending 20, on the 22nd was 4,004. And then on the week ending the 29th of, of February, now they had, they registered five deaths from COVID-19. And still, 4,096 from influenza, pneumonia, or COVID-19. But the but what the kicker in all this is that if you go to the bottom of the column, this is total deaths. There's two columns. One says COVID-19. The other one says deaths with pneumonia, influenza, or COVID-19. COVID-19 deaths is 11,356. Deaths from pneumonia, influenza, or COVID-19 is 54,217. But the crazy part about this, dude, is that that is right in line with the numbers that we normally see for influenza and pneumonia every year. Nothing has fucking changed. No, but I, I, I can understand. Well, I wouldn't say the panic, but I can understand a little bit because they don't know enough about it. Bro. But to shut this shit down now that's going on, it's kind of bullshit. Like, I can understand maybe shutting it down for, like, the first week, you know, to a certain extent, and then going, okay, this is not as bad as we thought. Stop this shit. But they're not. But the reality is, is that they're not going to do it because we all know at the end of the day, this whole thing is going on for way more than this fucking virus. Because at the end of the day, all this, in my opinion, all this is, is a mutation of influenza, of the flu. COVID-19 is, an, is a mutation of the flu that was designed in a lab. And if you really want to look at it from a from a true perspective, it was designed to go after the weak people, older people, people who have pre-existing health conditions. 
It was designed to thin the herd, so to speak. That so, mean, like that's how I mean that's how a lot of diseases are. But it's here's my here's my thing, right? Obviously, they don't know everything because it's relatively new speaking. But but it's not. Out, but it's really not new because coronavirus itself has been around. They've been investigating this shit since 05. Well. Coronavirus in general just means it's like some type of strain that they don't know what right, it is. Right. So my thing is, but the base a, genome is the same since 05. Oh yeah, it, it's it's all pretty much the same. It just right. has slight different variations and slightly different um like attributes. But my thing is, I now that you know enough, as you know the that now that they know enough, though, it's like you could just be like, okay, old people or people that are compromised, stay home. Exactly. It's just like like me, you know. I work at the I work at a gym. Yeah. I touch everybody's shit. I you know people are sneezing, coughing, and sweating around me. Yeah. I'm not sick. My wife works at Walmart, which you know, she deals with thousands of people today with their with their personal orders. She's not sick. Exactly. It's crazy, dude. I mean, and that you know, and that's the thing for me is I get I, you know I get what you're saying and the concept of you know what most normal people would think about it and, and when i say normal i don't mean like not human or anything like that i just mean people that that don't dig that don't research that don't ask questions you know because there are too many freaking people in this world that take what they what they hear on local 10 news every day is as gold and they don't care about to, to research or find out any other information but then you look at you know crap like it has been it has been proven to be 93% effective. Hydroxychloroquine, azithromycin, and zinc in combination is 93% effective at curing the coronavirus when people have it. Yet everybody in the mainstream media and their mother and father is screaming about it and saying that it's deadly, that it has all these side effects. It's bullshit. It is a bull-faced lie. They literally just try to make the president look like he was a liar, but it's been proven time and time again. Now they're they're having success with it in Germany. They're having they've had success with it here in the states in certain areas. They the people that have actually gone off on the limb and tried it. India's having success with it. All these different countries are having success with hydroxychloroquine, azithromycin, and zinc. The combination and putting it together, which is pennies on the dollar, dude. They can treat one person with those three ingredients for like five bucks. Yeah, because, uh, well, never mind. I'm going to stop the conversation bad what I'm going to say. But, you know, uh, I know people who are in the medical field, we'll say, per se. Right. Who have told me that the, co- the cost of the, hy- I can't say the word, hy- hydroxychloroquine. Yeah. Word, yes. There's no pennies. For, to get it through a doctor, like not for this, but in general, is for the amount of pills required for this treatment it is like 20 bucks through the like through a doctor yeah so if I, if I can if i can buy something with a prescription for 20 dollars, you know damn well it costs it costs the makers like fractions of a penny exactly so but here's feel- the here's the deal though so now they're pushing this new drug okay which is called remdesivir which is, it's a liquid and it's an injectable and it was developed. Now here's the kicker, okay? So Gilead is a drug company in the US that's actually making this drug now. And it's just been approved by the FDA, but here's the deal with Gilead. Wasn't it today or something? Yeah, so here's the deal with Gilead. So Gilead 
the the drug itself, Rem Remdesivir. Guess who owns the patent? Bill Gates. No, fucking China. Oh. Oh. So China, China. So China oh. owns the patent to Remdesivir. It was developed in the same lab in friggin' Wuhan that the virus came from, and it has been endorsed and funded by Bill Gates, the WHO, and George Soros. So all the, and here's the kicker: that it's a thousand dollars per administration. So each pill is a thousand dollars for Remdesivir. Whereas we can, whereas we can treat people with hydroxychloroquine, azithromycin, and zinc for less than twenty dollars a patient. But now they want people to buy this remdesivir that has, and and the worst part about it is that it actually has um, less of a, um, it has less of a rate of, I don't want to say cure, but it has it has a less effect overall on patients. It's in like the 80% range, which is still good. Don't get me wrong. But it's it's in the 80% range of actually curing the disease, whereas hydroxychloroquine, azithromycin, and zinc are in the 93 percentile. But they don't want us to use the cheaper drugs because Big Pharma is losing out on $1,000 a pill for this now remdesivir and all this other bullshit. Let me ask you a, an honest question. Yeah. When and if they come out with an with a with a uh, vaccine, are you going to nope. get it? Huh? Nope. Good. I've not. I've not. I've not. Oh, okay. I have not gotten a vaccine since the military forced me to. Yeah. Well, I'm in, dude. I'm in the same boat. I haven't gotten shit since the last time I got any type of a vaccination or anything like that was in 2000, 2001, I got a tetanus shot because I stepped on something metal and cut my foot. And of course, I had no choice when I was a kid because my mom got me vaccinated because that's what school required and everything else. But I haven't gotten anything since then. Now my kids have. And the more that I read about it and the more that I've gotten into it over the last few years, I kind of wish they hadn't. But thankfully, I am blessed enough that I haven't seen any adverse effects in my children but it doesn't mean that there isn't anything there underlying because, you know, I mean, ultimately you go back and look at the pre vaccine days, the, you know, autism basically didn't exist. And now in the pro vaccination days, the autism rate in kids is like 53%. Yeah. I I think a lot of that has to come down to like, uh, how do I say it? Like, environment because of things we, we do to ourselves the food we eat and all that and I know everything everything plays a part together no I agree yeah but when you're talking about I'm gonna go back to what you were just talking about what were you just talking about like two seconds ago I'm trying to think of the, the drug name not Remdesivir right hydroxychloroquine that. no you said something right after that oh Zithromycin? no the um tennis shot so, oh tennis shot yeah 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 so I forgot that I did have a tennis shot about two years ago because remember I told you a story before about how that guy on our, our wedding, uh, not our wedding, our uh, anniversary was choking and I had to save him. Yeah, yeah. You had to get a tennis shot because of that, right? Yeah, because he bit the shit out of me and the doctor was like, I'd rather just be safe than sorry. Um, and then one other time that I think about it, I had the flu shot when I worked at a certain place 
because you had to. They're offering a really big incentive to get it through a pharmacy. Right. And I was broke at a time, and I was like, fuck it, I need it. Right. So I've never had a flu shot in my life. Yeah, I, I don't do it. That's one time because I was really broke and I need the money. So yeah, yeah, I've never had one. And as far as I as far as I know, I don't believe I've ever even had the flu. I've had you know colds. I've had stomach bugs. I've had fucking you know food poisoning, shit like that. But I don't I don't believe that I've ever truly had the actual flu ever in my life. I, and I've never once had a flu vaccine. So I think what, I think only got <clears throat> sick once in the last. Well, other than basic training, because everybody gets sick pretty much. Right. I think I got six. A lot of that just has to do with pushing your body to the limits. Yeah, no sleep, push your body to the limit, and then you have yep. people all over the world or all over states, and sometimes like, you know, like territories like Puerto Rico. And some people come from other countries and then want to get their citizenship, so they join the military. But anyways, um, so yeah, that's last time. And then I had um, no, not pneumonia. What's the other one called? What you had? Um, bronchitis. Bronchitis. I That's had, pre, basically pre pneumonia. Yeah, yeah, and that was really bad because I felt I felt bad for like four days, and then I felt fine. I told a story about it. I went to the gym, started squatting pretty heavy for a lot of reps, and then as soon as I finished my set, I felt like I was gonna have a heart attack and die because I couldn't breathe, and I threw up, and I was like, okay, you know. But um, when I talked, I just talked to my friend who was, uh, works at a, you know, a pharmacy. Mm-hmm. And was, he says that for hydroxy, I can't say the word. Hydroxychloroquine. Yeah, placani or whatever the word is. It might be that might be like a generic. Yeah. Yeah, for the hundred milligram tablets, they pay fifty cents a tablet. Who does? The pharmacy. Yeah, but again, that's nothing. I mean, fifty cents for one tablet. Yeah, and you. Yeah. Like two a day or something. Yeah, it's fine. Well, they recommend. I think it's yeah, two hundred milligrams of hydroxychloroquine. Hydroxychloroquine is for for six. Six uh, per two fifty is is twenty five cents. Yeah, dude, it's so cheap, and that's that's a crazy part, and it's just nuts, dude. <clears throat> like, it just doesn't make any sense, you know what I mean? And then I laugh at the people who, like, I'm sure you heard, even though you don't watch the news and stuff, about everybody saying, "Oh, President Trump said to inject," you know, <laughs> dude. Speaking of that, he said it. I watched that one press conference. It was like. Like we've gone, bro. I don't like Trump. I don't like any politicians. But like, he says it with such a smart ass remark, and people yeah. that inter- when the when the, the what's the guy's called the uh, media guy was like, so you're telling us we can inject it? I was like, bro, come. like I, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, like that's not what he said at all. He was literally looking at the doctor, and he was asking a question, and he was saying. And he knows what he's talking about, dude. The thing that people don't understand with President Trump is this dude has a 156 IQ. This fucking guy plays 5D chess. This guy is a genius. And it's not a joke. Like, he, he and he is one of those people that will play you. He will act stupid oh, on purpose to make fun and poke, especially at the media, because he can't fucking stand them. And he does, he literally plays, he plays, um, I don't want to say spiritual warfare, but he plays, you know, yeah. um, he plays mental warfare with people. And he does that on purpose. And he knew because he had been talking to these people already because I laughed. Because literally the very next day after that happened, they had the people from NASA at the White House talking about the disinfectant machines, the, the radiosonic ones, talking about the UV lighting, all the shit that he talked about the day before. He already knew all that shit. So he fucked with the media and was like, 
yeah, okay, like, he said it knowing that they were going to chastise him for it, and he just sat back and laughed knowing that there is real, actual um, medical procedures that involve, you know, putting UV light into the body and all kinds of shit like that. And some of the stuff is amazing, dude. Some of that crap has been proven to, like, kill cancer cells and all kinds of shit right now. And I prefer weed. But it's... What's that? I prefer weed. Well, weed's not going to kill cancer cells. It's just going to make you feel better. Because you'll be, oh. you know, stoned and not care about the pain. But... <laughs> I can, but, you know... No, I hear what you're saying. But it's, you know, there's just so much... I just laugh because the dude... He is such a genius that he literally fu- he literally mocks them and fucks with the media so bad. From a, he is he is literally the king of trolls, <laughs> and, he, and he doesn't care how they respond. He doesn't care about the bad headlines. He doesn't care about the negative press. He just laughs about it because he knows how fucking stupid they are. He was going through um, you know, like the uh, I guess primaries or what do you call it before? It was like eight candidates before he got elected. Primaries, yeah. Okay. So when he was doing that and. Like he was talking to, well, I guess it wasn't primary. It was just when, it was just when him and uh, um, Hillary were left. Yeah. And, or no, no, it was him and Jeb Bush. My bad. Gotcha. And Jeb Bush was talking about how suppose I don't know, I don't know about it, the whole details, but he said something about you know he wants to go to war originally with with um the t- uh, ISIS and stuff like that, you know, and right. And then Jeb was talking about how his, his brother did such a great job in Iraq. <laughs> and he was mocking him so hard. Oh yeah, dude. Talk about yeah, we're still there. You did such a great job, you know, just trolling him so hard. And I was dying laughing. Oh dude. And then like we, that's huh? it's crazy how how you know how, how badass he is. And the thing is people don't get it, dude. Like and I and I respect your your you know dislike of politicians from a but one thing you have to understand is that Trump is not a politician. Oh that's no. a reason. That's the reason why he gets hate on so much is because, and that's the reason why the deep state and the Democrats and everybody is trying to get him out so hard is because he's not a politician and he doesn't, the motherfucker can't be bought. He doesn't care what they say. He doesn't care what they do. He doesn't care because he literally, he is here now to bring all these fucking commie bastards down. Like at the end of the day, his, his job as the president of the United States is to rectify everything that's gone wrong since John F. Kennedy was president of the United States. <laughs> that's a lot. And that's the truth, dude. You know, he's he this guy has been sitting outside watching as from an outsider looking in with all this crazy clearance and all this access to, to high-end people for 40 years. You know, and the dude has just sat back and paid attention and played chess and learned and gotten smarter and seeing how industry works and business works and seeing how trade works and seeing how dealings with other countries work and he's learned and he's absorbed all this shit and created all these contacts and gotten tight with all these people until it's finally time for him to step in and say okay it's time for me to become president because if i don't become president because he said somebody asked him in 1993 would you ever think i think it was oprah asked him yeah would you would you ever consider becoming president of the united states and he said only if it ever got bad enough that i needed to wasn't that like the same time that the simpsons did an episode on him yeah yep (laughs) yep and it's crazy dude because he stepped in after all those years and the crazy part is, is that it's, this is all, I mean, everybody has a, like, I don't want to call it like a deep state, but everybody has a 
entourage essentially behind them. And the thing that I love about President Trump is that his entourage is the good guys, dude. Like, and I'm not going to sit here and say that there's nobody that's a shill behind him that might be someone who puts on a positive front. Like, there's a lot of people. Like, Lindsey Graham is one, like, the, the, the governor, the senator from South Carolina. I don't trust that dude as far as I can throw him. He's one of those people that didn't like Trump in the beginning. Then he came on board. And now he says some weird shit sometimes. Like, the other day, he, he last week, I think he quoted or he tweeted about Bill Bill Gates and he was like, oh, Bill Gates is a good guy. I know him. And if he's, you know, behind the WHO, then I would trust him. So there's certain people that you can't trust. You know what I mean? That it's like, you don't know whether they're really on Trump's side or if they're playing both sides or what the hell's going on because President Trump is clearly anti-Bill Gates and doesn't, you know, believe in anything Bill Gates does. He's anti, he's never been vaccinated in his life, doesn't believe in vaccinations. Now, a lot of people will say, well, why does he keep saying in like his press conferences that they're working on vaccinations? Well, you have to understand optics say what the hell- and the way and the way that shit works is that if he just got up there behind the podium and started going all preaching anti-vaxxer to everybody, then it's just going to create all kinds of craziness in the United States because all the people that believe in vaccines are going to immediately go against him and he can't afford that. So he's got to play a little bit to both sides, you know what I mean, whether he believes in it or not. But he is not going to allow us to have to be chipped or any bullshit like that. The one thing I will say I love about him, though, the one, probably the one, one, one of one of like two or three things besides controlling is when he, like, you know how he does his press conferences? You look at his face and you're like, God, he just doesn't give a crap sometimes. Yep. When, when I was about like the Jeb Bush interview, or not the interview, the primary, you could tell... Yeah. When he really, really cares about and has feelings for the subject in past. Absolutely. Because, like, when he did a thing about Jeb Bush with the war in Iraq, I've never heard him speak like that fluently and that passionate about something. And I, I thought it was hilarious because he pretty much told Jeb Bush that his, fa- his brother failed in the war in Iraq oh, yeah. about the whole weapons of mass destruction, which is true. Yep. And I started dying. And even Sarah yep. saw it and she was laughing because she's like, wow, I've never seen this. You know, we don't watch news, but she's like, I've never really seen Trump talk like this. Yep. It's crazy, dude. And that's the, that's what a lot of people don't get, man. It's just, there's so much shit going on behind the scenes. I mean, you look at everything that, I mean, four days into the Trump campaign, into the the Trump uh, administration is when James Comey sent FBI agents into the White House to start going after General Flynn, Michael Flynn. And I mean, they basically backed the guy into a corner and threatened his family and did all kinds of other shit against him unless he would give them dirt on President Trump. And since there was none, that's when they turned on him. And he, you know, got uh, prosecuted and had all that shit going on with him. And now all that shit is coming to light. All these documents and notations, and it's all been found out to be false and bullshit. So General Flynn is like, I would say probably a few weeks away from being completely exonerated because they literally found out that everything that they brought against him was bullshit. Are you talking about when they're trying to pin him for all the Russians meddling against them or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. Like all that shit. They basically tried. They basically wanted him to take the rap for setting up the, the, the whole coordination between the Trump campaign and and Russia. But what everything that's come out in the last three months has been, proving that there was not only no collusion between the president's campaign and Russia, but that it was all orchestrated 
by the FBI, the CIA, the Obama administration, Hillary Clinton, the DNC. It's just crazy, dude, all this shit that's coming out. I mean, text messages, handwritten notes, all this stuff that's been turned over as state's evidence in the last, or, you know, country's evidence in the last, like, three weeks has been ridiculous. I mean, I just co- I just was involved at 5.15, 5.17 today on a, a whole thing on Twitter where they were like, you know, flags, flags, uh, um, flags up for Flint, for Flint. And everybody was retweeting and tweeting these like memes and stuff that were not memes, but they were like pictures of like General Flynn with flags flying high and all this stuff because all these patriots are coming out to support him. Because you're talking about a guy that had a 35 year career as a success, as, as a, you know, an, an honored general of the United States military. And they, they came in in four days and tried to make the guy look like a traitor. And he didn't do anything. And he ultimately did not do anything wrong, but he took the rap because he didn't want to hurt his family because they went after his son and his family. And they basically told him that if you don't work with us on this, then we're going to go after your kid and we're going to put your kid away for the rest of his life. And like any good dad, he took the fucking rap. You know what I mean? And and it doesn't, you know, and he pled guilty and all this stuff. And a lot of people are leaning on that. Like I saw a guy, Ben, Ben, uh, ben something posted this long thread the other day on Twitter and was oh, like, you. you know, no, 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 not Ben Shapiro. Ben Shapiro is another fucking shill, but we'll talk I, about I him another day. Him. But, on certain things nah he's a he's a fucking he's a he's a dumpster diver in in and of himself brother he's one of those people again that will be pro-trump one minute and then anti-trump the next minute so he he, though is when he was talking at a college about how the whole transgender subject oh yeah i got you Yeah. yeah like for people that don't say I'll make it, I'm not gonna go to personal thing. But basically, he said that he will call you by whatever name you want, but he's not gonna call you a he or she if you were born, you know, the, whatever. Uh, right, comes. right. Yeah, I got you. Sorry. And hey, there he's definitely made good points. That's why I call him when I, someone like that. I call him a shill because they play the part and they will make you. They'll make a lot of people believe that. Uh, that he's pro one side or the no, other, but, but they're, but they're really not. They kind of play that both sides of the fence thing and they more do it for ratings and whatever else. And whatever's popular today is what they're going to talk about. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. If you're, if your objective is the truth, but when your objective is money and you're just trying to do what, say whatever you can say that day, that's going to make you the most money. That's where you then become, you know, full of shit. Yeah. Because <laughs> you don't really have an opinion. You just talk shit to make yourself more money, you know? I agree with him to a certain extent about that, like that right. whole thing. Um, yeah. Because, you know, most of the time, depending on the situation, obviously there's different things that happen with, you know, chromosome stuff, chromos- chromosomes and all that. Yeah. But like stuff like that, I agree with. But the reason why I like him at certain times is because he's like, He's like me. Like, you know how I don't give a shit? So, like, I'll say something if, it, if it's how I feel, even if it hurts your feelings. Right. So, that's, that's like, I don't know. Because the thing is, like you are saying is, with the, you know, it's about presidents and, you know, social, not social media, um, politicians is sometimes yeah, people yeah. just say what you want to say to make people feel better. And, like, did you ever watch that video of that, um, uh, the Navy... Captain, I don't know if it's captain. I think it was a captain of the of the um, 
of the aircraft carrier that talked about the whole we talked last time about the uh, COVID nineteen on board. Yeah, yeah. He was pretty much said, you know, people are you know gotta be careful. People are gonna get die. Like, yeah. When I was in the military, like I told you before, like you personally, we had a lieutenants when we went on missions that were like, look, I don't know why we're doing this, but we have to do it because that's what we're told. People are, you know, people like. Um, we did, we did a mission I'll make it simple we went on a mission and we had to go through a valley and one of the things they told us was he told us and we, that's the reason why we expected him is he told us straight up somebody's not going to make it back home tonight and people that don't understand us will say well that's the wrong thing to say no fuck you it is the right thing to say because when people respect you for telling the truth not saying oh no everything's going to be okay when you tell us a group of your, like your platoon somebody's not going to make it we're going to bust our ass and pay way more attention to what's going on around us to make sure everybody does make it. Exactly. That's what that, that... It, it puts your game face on because you get to the point where it's like, you know, it's like, it's, it's like sports. You know, you go out before a team that, that your coach that may not really be better than you, but your coach comes out and says, listen, these guys are better than us on paper. They're supposed to win. You know, when he comes at you with that, like almost negativity, it, it ramps you up and hypes you up and gets you more excited about what you're about to do, which makes you try. Yeah. So I get what you're saying. Exactly. It's like, yeah, I'd rather totally a hundred percent. And, you know, and I get, and I get where you're coming from and that's, and then it totally makes sense. It's just, um, I, you know, I just don't like people that tread the line. I like somebody to have a, to, I like people who have a, it's okay to not have like a solid opinion on one, one issue. You know, like you talk to me about abortion. Okay, abortion is a tough one for me because one, I'm a Christian, but two, I'm a father and a husband. So it's like, okay, would I want my kids to get pregnant and have, you know, ten abortions just because they're using as birth control? Hell no. But if my daughters were ever put in a situation where they were sexually assaulted or something like that, do I want them to be able to make the decision to take like the morning after pill so they don't get pregnant or something like that? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I'm sorry. But as a father and a Christian, that's my, you know, that's my take on it. So it's not black and white. It's not no abortion, yes abortion. It's great. You know what I mean? It's it, I don't agree with people using it as a means of birth control, which is what 90% of the women that get abortions in the United States do, is they use it as a means of birth control. They'll get pregnant four, five, six, seven times and just go and have another abortion. Yeah, like you on know? that subject, I, my whole thought process is like conflicted, but my thought process is right. If see, I have multiple viewpoints. One, at the end of the day, once the baby is like after like I don't know the exact weeks, like seven weeks, it like viable. It's technically yeah. live, whatever, you wanna, whatever you want to call it. Twenty-five. Tw- I think it's twenty-five days. It has the baby te- typically has a heart. Has exactly. A heart. So in that regards, at that point. It's considered, in my opinion, it's considered murder. But at the end of the day, I'm not a woman. So who am I to say what I can do and what I can't do? Number two. Exactly. There's always exceptions. Because, like, for example, let's say you're sexually uh, assaulted by a relative. It can cause defects. Right. So at certain times, do you want to bring a a, a child into the world that could have serious issues? Right. And then another thing is, when it comes to that, let's say, you know, like when you go to the hospital, like somebody, somebody's giving birth and they're going to die, you say, do you choose the baby or the mom? 
you know? Yeah, it's hard, dude. Like, that, there are certain aspects of it overall. But again, but the crazy part about that is that the incest thing, the um, sexual assault thing, and the mother's health issue only account for 2.5% of the abortions that actually happen in the United States. Their husbands or spouses or whatever, and they don't want to have a kid. Right. They literally, or, you know, they're just college kids and they go out and fuck around and don't wear a condom and don't take care of themselves and they get pregnant and they find out and they go have an abortion. And, you know, and and it's hard, man. I mean, because there's a lot of arguments on multiple different sides. There's arguments about, you know, the, 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 um, the, what's it called? The foster care system and stuff like that. But I guarantee you that, you know, if, if a, if a, a woman chooses to give a baby up for adoption, the possibility of an infant being adopted are is basically a hundred percent. Now the possibility of a four or five year old or older getting adopted is less because not everybody wants to adopt an older child. They want to adopt a baby. They want something that's brand new that they can raise up as their own. And I get that. So the adopt a lot a lot of it a lot of it though has to deal with like when you're saying about older like older kids not babies is that a lot of people which it's true to a certain extent but a lot of people are afraid because a lot of times when yeah they're messed up like you know eight-year-olds yeah they yeah absolutely absolutely other things they've had to deal with so i understand that like i've always said like you know i talked to sarah about it i was like me i'm not really I'd say, but I'm not really great with kids. So, like, I, I couldn't really adopt a kid that is that has issues, yeah, and older because one, I'm young. No, not even the issues, just in general, because like, you know me, I'm young, relatively young speaking. I couldn't adopt a 15 year old kid when I'm pretty much old enough to be, yeah, yeah. the kid's brother. You, yep. you know, it's like I could relate to you, but like. I'm not the best person to be like, uh, I want to say not a father, but I'm not the best person to want to take on kids. So, you know, like my wife knows that when I met her and I met, you know, my stepson, he was, what, 2000, he was about seven, about to turn eight. And to me, the worst thing I hate is I can't stand crying babies. So... When her family asked us, do we want kids? I said, no, never. Right. Like, no more kids. Nope. And then somebody asked me, well, well, would you adopt a kid? And I said, I said, honestly, no. Because one, when it comes to the kid thing, is like, most people won't admit this. When people have abortions, won't admit this. I'm mm-hmm. selfish. I don't want I got you, yeah. So. And that's, there's a good so thing about you saying like, that because you're being honest. You know? Yeah, but the thing is, a lot of people have abortions and don't say that. They say, oh, I'm doing it because of this and that. No, you're selfish. You don't want to take care of a kid, which I, I, I See, this is where, where we'll go back to where I'm, I'm like um, conflicted because I understand you don't want to have the kid because you know you can't take care of it and you don't want to give it up because all these kids are adoption. I understand that. But at the end of the day, you're killing that kid. You don't, That kid could turn out to be the next freaking, uh, you know, next yeah. Albert Einstein. You don't know. So that's why, like, a lot of things, when I have arguments with people, 
I can I can argue from both sides of the field because I can I have open, like me and you have open mind. We can discuss like even though you're related, you can argue one side of things that's even that goes against religion because Absolutely. you can understand. That's it's about being sense. human. It's about being in a in a cynical world that you know gives us options and opportunities to make different decisions, but also you know by just knowing simply what you can and can't do. You know, it's like you put yourself in a situation where you have a let's say, you know, a 20, an 18 year old kid that gets pregnant and can't afford to have a kid. And she maybe, you know, maybe she's scared because she doesn't know how to go about the adoption process and all that stuff. So I can kind of understand them going because they feel like the only option they have is an abortion because they don't know how to go about sourcing somebody for an adoption and, you know, going through all that stuff, especially inner city kids, because they're just, you know, it's like they're scared to death. They don't want their parents to find out. They don't want, maybe they don't want their boyfriend or the guy that they slept with to find out, you know. And so they just go ahead and make a rash decision and do it. But those situations, again, are, are <clears throat> you know, I don't want to say they're few and far between because that's not fair at all. Those are probably more the re- more the common, you know, reason than, uh, than anything else. But those, you know, that, I think there are instances where that comes into play. And, you know, that makes it hard for me. You know what I mean? Because I am, because being a dad, if my daughter came to me and said, dad, I'm not ready for this. Like I'm 18 years old I'm, or 19 years old, you know, my, my oldest right now. And she gets pregnant. Let's say she get, comes to me tomorrow and she's pregnant and she didn't mean to get pregnant. It was an accident. And she's like, dad, I don't know what to do, but I really can't take care of this baby right now. See, I'm in a position where I would step up as the grandfather and I would encourage her to keep the baby and that we would help her. But at the end of the day, it's really, really hard for me to to stand in her face and demand that she does something, even as her father, if she firmly believes she should do something else. You know what I mean? And that's hard. And that's that's what puts me in that varying, you know, situation. Do I believe in abortion? No. Do I believe in the physical act of abortion? Not in any way, shape or form. I don't believe in taking life. I don't believe in killing a baby. I don't believe in killing something that's innocent, that has no way to defend itself. I don't believe in it at all. But I understand. I don't... You know what I'm saying? If that makes sense. See, like, when you go to the whole killing thing in general, like, see, here's, here's another thing I hate, right? People say that, well, not people say, but murder is, right. is a terrible thing, right? But see, here's where I what I can't stand is you drink and drive. Like, say hypothetically, you drink and drive. Like you said, we we've all done right. dumb stuff for our kids. We mm-hmm. should kill somebody, right? Do you think it's right for them to say, okay, you kill somebody, you get the death penalty? What do you mean, like an accident like that? No, no. In general, what's your what? Like, because see, here's my thing, right? I'm anti-death penalty unless you unless you purposely say come up to the like you know when your trial say I want it. Well, I think see the the there, I think there's all right. So this is where we can we can actually have a good discussion about this because I'm actually pro death penalty, but I only believe that it should be an option in a first degree murder where it's premeditated. So where if you actually plan it, you know and go and actually kill somebody with the intention of killing them. That's the only reason why I ever think the death penalty should be an option. 
if it's a crime of passion where you're like, you, let's say you get into a fight with somebody and, you know, you're out partying and drinking or who knows, whatever, and you get into a fight with somebody and let's say you smash their skull in a fight and they die, that's considered a crime of passion. I don't believe that somebody should ever be put to death because they took something too far in an extenuating circumstance where they were in a fight with somebody or something like that happened. I only believe the death penalty should be set aside for people who plan to physically kill somebody. So if you piss me off and I don't like you and you're an asshole and I literally sit in my house and say, okay, I know that every day Ryan comes home from work at 5 p.m. and I'm going to smash into the back of his car so that we have to get out of the car together on the side of the road on purpose. And when he gets out of the car and approaches me, I'm going to stab him in the throat and kill him. You know what I mean? But here's my thing. What? Here's my, my thing is there's so many people who after 30, 35 years are proven to be innocent because well, that's of, the judgment system. You know, I mean, the let the legal system and that's a totally reality is, dude, that's a totally different but, story. I'm talking about something where, but, I, but that's what definitely. No, I know. I and I get like, what you're saying. I and I totally, and, and I can't disagree in that aspect, but I also believe that, you know, there, there are circumstances where it's set in stone. You know, where there's witnesses, where, you know, someone comes in, like someone walks into a church and pulls out an AK and starts blasting on people. They deserve the death penalty. But how can you prove that? Well, usually there's video, there's, you know, whatever. That's what I'm talking about. When it's, when it's, the case is set in stone, it's die hard. But see, my thing about that is, um, you hear all the time where like cops. No, I know. But but my point is that it has to be fully, you know provable in my opinion and and again that all goes down to the legal system and how well you know and how truthful people are i mean there have been plenty of times where stuff like this has happened and it's been like i mean look you look at the church shooting in what was it texas not too long ago where the patron pulled out the gun and shot the guy like it was all on video i mean the guy walked in with a a shotgun pulled the shotgun out shot one of the ushers and then one of the other security guys pulled out the gun and shot the guy like all you talk about the white church, not the one where the guy. Right. Was yeah, the black, white church. The white yeah. was and the guy it was a black guy. It was it was a mixed church. It had white and black people, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, and he ended up killing like, one of the ushers. But the uh, but then when but thankfully he only shot that one guy, and then the security guy, who was an ex ex military ex cop like whatever, pulled out his gun, shot fired one shot, and shot the guy in the head and killed him. And that in an instance like that, it was all caught on tape. I mean, people. The craziest part in the world is that they they broadcast their services on the internet um, streaming and people who were sitting at home actually watching the service on TV watched it happen live. So in it, you know what I mean? So in instance like that, it's, I mean, the guy's dead already, obviously, but had he not been killed and he had just been maybe wounded and then taken into custody, that type of person, I believe, deserves a death penalty. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's obvious and flirt like that. You see guy pull a shotgun. I'm looking at it now. It's the one I was thinking of where he's like in the brown yeah. pews and he goes all black and then shoots the guy right, literally right yep. at the door and then the security guard. Yeah, exactly. And that, you know, and I'm not obviously not all scenarios are going to be like that, but the way things are today, there's so many cameras and so much shit everywhere that it's really hard to get away with anything unless you're in the middle of nowhere without anybody seeing you or without you getting caught on some type of, some type of camera, you know, and, and again, it's only as good as the legal system. So I agree with you to an extent where if there's somebody where if there's no physical evidence that the crime was committed 
I think there has to be a, 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 a almost a line in the sand where you draw, where you say, okay, like our burden of proof has to exceed 80% or whatever in order for the death penalty to even be on the table. If our burden of proof doesn't at least meet that mark, we can't even suggest the death penalty as the sentence to the person, but they, they would only be, you know, liable for whatever life imprisonment or whatever the case may be, you know, and, you know, again, the legal system is not perfect. We all know that. So there's a lot of, you know, loopholes we could go down with crazy shit like that. But, um, but that's, you know, there's just, it's, dude, there's so much. I mean, we've gone down so many fucking rabbit holes already in this last, we, I can't believe we're almost on an hour of recording already because I could keep talking about this shit forever. But there's just so much stuff going on right now that it just makes you think, man. Like, I've spent, I can't even, like, begin to tell you how many hours in the last, like, month that I've spent up until 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, like, researching and looking shit up. And, I mean, we could go into other stuff like Pizzagate and fucking Pedogate and dude i mean so much stuff that we could talk about and it would just i mean we could talk about it for hours and hours and hours and hours and it's just you know there's just a lot of shit and the crazy part is all this shit is fucking connected all of it you know what i mean like i mean deep deep state fucking these scumbag democrats all these people are involved i mean you start breaking down you know names like just just off of jeffrey epstein's freaking flight logs to his to his island we're talking about bill clinton we're talking about george bush we're talking about friggin i mean the only person as far as i know that wasn't actually on the flight logs who actually went like to the island and did anything in terms of you know like main stage people right now is donald trump and donald trump did spend time with him at mar-a-lago and you know a lot of people have broken his balls too and said oh well donald trump knew that jeffrey and and, and at the end of the day you know, Jeffrey Epstein was a prominent guy. He was a billionaire. He was a philanthropist. He was somebody who donated to a lot of campaigns, you know, and and invested in a lot of businesses. So, of course, he's going to be someone that Donald Trump's going to come in contact with at one time or another. But the story goes, and, the, and I believe it, in my opinion, because if you look at the record of, if you look at the record of their interactions, basically, once it comes to this point, there's no more record of any interaction between them two beyond that point. And it was somewhere in like the nineties where he was at Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago um, setup down there. It came to like some, some type of party or something or whatever that they had there. And I get, and the story basically goes that Trump found out about his like Lolita express and the, the shit that was going on with the young ladies and whatever. And he told the guy, I don't want you here. He banned him from Mar-a-Lago, told him never to come back again. And at that point in time, he separated himself from him because he didn't want to be involved in that. And from that point forward, there's never been another instance where they've been filmed, photographed together. They've been seen together. There were never there were no flight records on the Lolita Express that show that Donald Trump ever went to his island. So it's very I, I, I can firmly believe that once he that Donald Trump is a good guy in essence, when it came to the point where he realized there was shit going on with kids and, and young women. He backed, he pulled back. You know, I read a, a tweet that somebody made today because this whole shit going on with Joe Biden and Tara Reid, one of his, you know, people that worked in, in uh, his office like years ago that she brought a sexual assault allegation against him and they're basically just sweeping it under yep. the rug. He, that white girl up to the coke and crack and shit. I'm not, I, I'm not sure about all that, but 
it was a uh, she was someone who worked like in his uh, in his office back in like the nineties. It was like this allegation is from like ninety three, but um, but her mom actually called the Larry King show and talked about it. I mean, it was all kinds of crazy shit that's gone on, but but it's but it's been so lopsided because like when Brett Kavanaugh was gonna be um, was going in was was had been put forward to be a, a justice for the Supreme Court and this you know, Christine Blasey Ford chick just popped up out of nowhere and came up with these allegations from college that she supposedly said he pulled his penis out and showed it to me and, you know, and all this stuff. But but no stories were corroborated. There were no witnesses. It was all a bunch of bullshit. The Me Too movement, the Democrats, they they fucking went to town on, on Brett Kavanaugh. They went, they took that guy to the brink of ex, like just physical exhaustion to the point where a lot of people were worried that he was going to like kill himself. Because they had just they just raked him over the coals, and eventually she withdrew everything, and there was never any proof. They never were able to prove anything, and he and he was accepted, and eventually became a member of the of the Supreme Court. And now we have a similar situation going on with Joe Biden, but Joe Biden is a presidential fucking candidate, and he's there's more evidence against him with this allegation from Tara Reid between her mom calling the Larry King show she has a neighbor that's cooperating it there's a bunch there's a report that she filed that's been you know that's truth that's out there I mean so much stuff that's there's so much more like Christine Blasey Ford's allegation against Brett Kavanaugh was all hearsay yes she she went before the Senate and you know gave her testimony and whatever else but and Tara Reid hasn't done that yet but she hasn't been given the opportunity She's been shut down. They basically told her, they basically said, oh no, it's Joe Biden. We believe Joe Biden. Fuck you. You know, and, and that's ultimately how it's gone, which just proves the question that if you're a Republican, you're going to get raked over the coals. But if you're a Democrat, you can do whatever the hell you want. And you're going to get away with it because the media and everybody else is going to turn to blind, turn a blind eye to it. So, but you look at all, like somebody said something today. She said, oh, well, President Trump's had over dozens of women come forward and say that he supposedly um, sexually assaulted them over the years. And I was like, where? Like, where did that line even come from? Because that's bullshit. Because the only one that any of us have ever heard about is Stormy Daniels. And what's... Is it the, yeah, the porn star. Exactly. Who, like, said... And Stormy Daniels, and and it's been proven time and time again that, Stor- get... that Stormy Daniels and Michael Avenatti, her attorney, came together and formulated this plan against Donald Trump to try to get millions of dollars from him. It was all bullshit. It, it never happened. She came back after the fact and said that her allegations against Donald Trump were a lie. It was all bullshit just to try to screw with his, you know, getting elected as president and whatever else. Yes, he did give her $130,000 to try to keep it quiet during the presidency. And yes, he fucked up and made a mistake by doing that. But people don't re- realize don't realize the way the world works and stuff like that. But sometimes it's easier just to say here's 130 grand leave me alone then it is to actually fight it because fighting it causes more drop causes more bumps in the road causes it to just continue on more and more and more so that it can eventually become more of a problem down the line okay well let's be honest man like she's not that attractive no not at all i mean look at his wife like you know what i mean and i laugh and i'm like you know, I'm not going to sit here and say that he's a perfect person and that he never made a mistake and that he never potentially did something he shouldn't have done or had an extramarital affair or affair or whatever over the years. Who knows? I mean, and let's be honest, maybe he did have an extramarital affair with 
you know, Stormy Daniels. Nobody knows the truth except for them. That's it. But at the end of the day, that's not what it was all about. What it was about was an assault allegation. And there's no allegation of assault at this point. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's all. That's been the, the crazy part is like you just but I laugh because I literally called this person out and I was like, name the people. Because you just said he has dozens that have come out. Name two. Other than, you know, other than Stormy Daniels, name two people who have come out and said that they were sexually assaulted by the president. And I got crickets, not a single answer, not a single reply, not a single nothing, because it's just talking. It's just people talking shit, trying to make people look bad, you know? Like, raided Cohen's office and took all his stuff, but nothing's been updated since then. Exactly. So it's like, if he, like, obviously I don't know enough, but like, if he did it, they would have came out in a hard Of course. FBI did it. Absolutely, dude. So. Bro, it's such... I can't. That's why I can't stand media. Oh, yeah. Because let's let's say he hypothetically speaking, he did it, and he knows he did. The media will twist it so far. Like one media station will say he didn't. Harley can't drink my beer. Like <laughs> don't drink my beer. <laughs> it's like one one news station will say he did it fourteen times when he did it for fourteen seconds right, or whatever. Exactly. One news station will say. He didn't do it. She did something. It's like, okay, bro, shut the fuck up and do give actual news. Stop giving bias. Exactly, bullshit. dude. They never cooperate the same things, and that's the crazy part is that, you know, we we all have to come to a realization that the mainstream media is a left leaning media, and at the end of the day, they're all for you know one world government and all the other bullshit that's going on because they're being funded by people like George Soros and the Clinton Foundation and shit like that, and those are people that. You know, it's all about power, dude. It's all about who can control what. And they use the media to do it, which is why, which is the great thing about social media, dude, because social media right now has gotten so strong in the exposure of the the, the fake news, so to speak. You know what I mean? Because the patriots have gotten so inept and, and, and adept to being able to use social media that we go out there and, and post and you know it's we are the news if you want to learn if you want to if you want to know what the real news is you go and look at what other people are saying you know what i mean and you start looking at both sides you know and it just i don't get it though dude like i I posted something today and i laughed because i'm like what is like have you seen and i'm sure you haven't but if you've seen any of the interviews that joe biden has done lately now, this dude is the Democratic presidential nominee. He is the guy who is potentially going to run against Donald Trump in November for president of the United States. And that motherfucker can't string together a sentence. He cannot speak publicly. To be honest, I have Bro, he cannot speak for anything. Like, they, he did an interview actually addressing the assault allegations this morning. And there are multiple times during the interview where he just didn't know what to say, or he would be like, like he just tripped over his tongue because he couldn't even get a statement out. Like he did it. He did a town hall with with Hillary Clinton what a couple days ago, like Wednesday, I think, and where he talked about like women's rights and all this stuff. And there's a point for like 30 seconds in the interview where he is sleeping. He's asleep on the fucking camera, dude. They have they're on two sides and he's on one side and Hillary's talking and his head is down, eyes are closed, and he's sound asleep for like 30 seconds. Yeah. Is that the thing where he was doing where he was with Trump? No. Or is that the one he was doing on like um what's the thing called? The uh the one he was asleep was like 
two or three weeks ago, right? No, it was literally just this week. It was like Wednesday. It was a brand new thing. It just happened. He did a... The sexual allegation assault thing where he was on like MSNBC? It was something like that, but it was literally just Wednesday and it was him with Hillary Clinton. And they, it's when she like, when she actually came forward and and um, endorsed him for president. Oh, God. Yeah, and he, dude, 30 seconds, he's sound asleep, head down, his chin in his chest, head down, eyes closed, completely knocked out. Oh, the budget speech. Huh? The budget speech. No, it wasn't the budget speech. It was literally talking about the uh, the allegations. But I know what you're talking about. But yeah, this was literally just happening. Like, it was just all Wednesday. But it's crazy. I mean, they get the dude on TV and he can't talk. So a lot of people believe that what's going to happen is he's going to endure. He's going to have either Hillary Clinton or another woman be his VP. And once and if and if hopefully pray to God not but if oh. if they get elected, he's going to end up stepping down as the president because he's physically inept to do it. And whoever the VP is is going to take over. So they're is hoping the one- that that's going to be their way to get Hillary into office. It's the one where they're talking about the uh, impact of COVID nineteen on women's health. Always wearing the blue. Yes. Yeah. Hillary's wearing like a teal. Yep. Yeah, I'm watching. He's dozing Dude, on. Dude, it's crazy. And I'm like, you expect this guy to be, but that, but you look at it, a lot of the things like they, they, a lot of people have brought up really valid points like COVID nineteen right now, social distancing, no debates, no nothing going on. Whereas normally this will be the time when presidential debates would start going on. They're keeping yeah. him away from talking to Trump in a debate because they know that Trump will rip that fucking dude's insides out. That Trump made Hillary Clinton look like a, a, a five-year-old on the stage when they had debates during the president during the, the presidential campaigns. Imagine what he would make Biden look like. He would make Biden look like a moron that doesn't even know how to, to say the alphabet. So what they're doing is this whole scenario is literally a means to an end because they're separating this they're keeping them apart so that they can't be a debate they can't put biden and 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 trump in the same room because they know that trump would embarrass him and make him like an idiot so all a lot that's where you know dude that's where the deep 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 conspiracy shit comes in because you really start thinking about like did they really bring COVID 19 to the table to help them with the election on purpose because it's keeping us separated so that things like rallies, social, you know, um, debates and shit like that just can't happen. You know what I mean? Yeah, like when Biden had a thing with, or not Biden, uh, Trump had a the debate with Hillary Clinton about um, his taxes. Yeah. <laughs> and he was, I'll show you my taxes when you show me the emails. Exactly, dude. The guy's always one step ahead. You know, it's great. Like, she's like, oh, the, the my favorite one is the one where she's like, you know, we're we're lucky that, you know, someone with your temperament isn't the president of the United States. And he comes back and he's like, yeah, because you'd be in jail. <laughs> you know what I mean? The dude is not afraid to lay it out and just hardcore go at their throats because he knows, dude. He knows he knows what all these people are up to, what they're doing. He's got communication with all the deep state people that that know that have flipped and i mean dude it's we were there's some biblical crap that's going to go down over the next couple months in my personal opinion you know the sad part is that a lot of people get wrapped up in this stuff and they start digging down the rabbit hole and they 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 want stuff to happen right now but what they don't realize is that when the good guys do stuff they have to do it right it's not a matter of just bursting into somebody's house at 2 a.m and taking their head off because at the end of the day, it's just going to look bad and make the good guys look just as bad as the bad guys. So when the good guys go in to try to actually take control of something, they have to do it correctly. They have to get all their ducks in a row. They have to get all their evidence. They have to do everything that they need to do 
to really because what's gonna what, like if, if if Trump sent you know the military to James Comey's house tonight and arrested him and brought him in and they didn't have all the evidence they needed he would end up getting sent home again and then the media would spin it that all oh, Trump's you know trying to shut people up that were against his campaign he's gonna try to do this he's gonna try to do that they're gonna make him out to look like a dictator all this other crazy crazy shit but if he has all the evidence that he needs all the proof and there's nothing that anybody can say to dispute it then people are gonna start to go whoa okay this guy this is it was true you know what i mean because so that's and, and there's still gonna be people that are gonna go against it regardless but it'll but he'll be able to get the majority on his side if he does it right follows the letter of the law and does the what does things the way that he's supposed to do it and that the law is intended for and when he brings those people in and has all the proof that he needs behind it to close these cases on these individuals that have been against the government and him from the beginning it'll it will be able to flip a lot of the people that right now are either on the fence or are left more left-leaning and that would have otherwise called him a dictator or done whatever else. So he's doing it. He's doing it right, man. He's got the, you know, he's got John Durham, you know, the Punisher behind him, like, you know, digging into these cases and doing all this stuff. And I just have a, you know, a, I have a really good feeling about how the next couple months are going to pan out for us as, you know, citizens of the United States, dude, because at the end of the day, we've been fucked for so long. You know, taxation is theft. We're getting taxed out our asses. We get taxed for our friggin' where we live. We get taxed where we buy. We get taxed on our income. We get taxed on everything you can possibly imagine. And all that is going to change in this, in my opinion, all that's going to change in this next, in his next four years as president. See, here's my thing about taxes. I wouldn't mind paying taxes if it was actually used for fucking good. Like, right. Like, like we've gone before. To me, my opinion is we've been fight. Like I said another day, we've been fighting in Afghanistan for ni- almost nineteen fucking years. Right. What has been accomplished? Nothing. Nothing. We've we've had people, you know, some of my friends included, like I don't know what the exact number is, like six or seven thousand in Afghanistan. I don't know the exact number. Die for some bullshit because motherfuckers want to make up. I mean, like don't get me wrong, right? They said the whole, you know, when we first went there, they found the terrorist camps. Okay, cool. So after the first year, they were done. We didn't have any more. What the fuck have we been doing for 18 years? Exactly, dude. And that's, you know, and that's honestly one of the things that President Trump has done. He's pulled more soldiers out of the Middle East in the last three, you know, three and a half years than any other president since we started going over their hats. And that's been his intention since day one. He said he never had an intention of war his goal is to pull out of wars and to try to and to try to um end all the bullshit that's going on especially in the middle east but through actually working with with countries economically you know what i mean working on sanctions and shit like that 54 billion a fucking year on a war that's bullshit exactly dude it's insane people it says we spent 6.4 trillion dollars in the u.s war in the Middle East, and that was last year. Yep. How many Americans could we have fed and kept out of poverty? How many kids and, and people in general could have gone, you know, healthcare that's affordable? Oh, yeah. How many people could could go to school that are broke, that are fucking smart? Like, oh, yeah, bullshit. dude. Bro, there's so much more to all this than a lot of people want to realize. Like, there's, like, Nicholas Tesla, who is, you know, the, you know, the, uh, genius you know that you know ultimately was one of the people behind 
you know, like Tesla Motors and all that stuff. And there's a lot more that he's done. You know, it's no secret that he developed sustainable energy so that he there's there are there are real blueprints out there somewhere. Somebody has them where he came up with magnetic energy that can be used that's sustainable that is that would be free. That we would never have to pay for power ever again. That there would never be we wouldn't need coal, we wouldn't need nuclear, we wouldn't need any of that shit anymore because he developed what the the sustainable um power way back in the day and this is stuff i mean this is i laugh because they say that a lot of this stuff has been depicted in like movies yeah like did you ever like iron man did you ever play um what was it command and conquer red alert no so they had a thing called a tesla tower which is based off the you know Nikolai or whatever his name is Nikolai tesla yeah Nikola, never, whatever the fuck it is. I don't speak. They don't call speak him Nikolaus, but Nicholas, you know. Yeah, I don't, I don't speak Russian or whatever. Yeah, it yeah, is. exactly. They, the idea in the video game was that it was a, it was like a, a coil, like you know those things you touch that sh- like the, the electricity comes through your fingers. Yeah, yep. It was like that, but an absurd power that if you step near it, it would actually shock your body and kill you. Right. I don't know how realistic that could be, cost efficientized, but it just shows that like that game is twenty years old and it came up with it, like ideas of this whole shit so obviously this whole like tesla thing is bullshit not, not, not bullshit but it's been around forever wow another joe biden accuser has just come forth eva murray was 14 in 2008 when joe biden allegedly complimented the size of her breasts she told multiple friends after the incident happened wow and now don't get me wrong i mean he i mean he didn't touch her supposedly or anything like that but you know it's just stupid shit like that i mean they want to yeah, and, and I don't know if you've ever heard of this, but did you know that the that the, the true story behind the whole Donald Trump grabbing by the pussy thing is? He was talking about Joe Biden. Who the fuck cares, bro? Like, let's be honest. You got money? Not not you, but most people that have money are going to do that shit. They, when you have money, you got power. So a girl, you can do whatever the fuck, fuck you want. Well, right? at the end of the day, too, you have to remember, like, one, one thing I laugh about when it comes to stuff like this, too, is... How many of us in the locker room when we were kids, you know, high school, whatever else, talked all kinds, oh, dude, I fucked the shit out of her, oh, dude, I, you know, whatever. And the reality is that guys are pigs, dude, and they say shit behind closed doors with their buddies. But not as much, but they do it, for sure. Who? Women. Oh, of course they do, but you know what I'm saying, but it becomes more, you know, but so they're going to try and like, like, you know, break Trump's balls for something that he said. You know, with a bunch of his buddies around or something like that, and it just I just laugh because I'm like, okay, well, who came forward and actually said that he grabbed them by the pussy? He did. It was something that supposedly the guy said, and now it's come out later on down the line that when he made that comment, he was referencing Joe Biden. <laughs> Even if he wasn't, dude. Like, oh, I know. Who cares? You know, yeah. personally, you know what controversial shit I would I would be in trouble for if I was president for like excerpts of what I said in my life. Oh, of course, we all would because it's just we're all we're dudes. And we just say dumb shit. I mean, it, it is what it is. And we all know that. And that's the, you know, it's the, it, it, it's, uh, that's why I never even paid, you know, any mind whatsoever to all that crap. And uh, so, but we went off on definitely like a tirade and we're going on like uh, like an hour and 20 minutes now. But did you finish your bandito? Oh, I fucked that up and I'm about to be done with the nectar reflector. Okay, cool. I drank the nectar reflector too. Do you like it? Oh, that shit's fire, bro. It's like, a, it's like a sour. Yeah, well, that's what it is. It is a sour. It's good, right? I don't taste it. Maybe because I drink so much, but I don't really taste the guava. Nah. I think, to me, I tasted more of a... 
I taste the almond, which is like a little bit of a cherry flavor. I probably drink so much I don't taste the almond. I just taste like that sour, like yeah, sour. just a sour flavor. Did, did Sarah try it or no? Mm-hmm. Did she like it? She said she tasted the guava. I t- I tasted the first first sip I had before I had the um bandito. Right. Now that I drink the whole bandito and pretty much the whole net collector, I don't really taste it. All I taste is sour. Gotcha. Well, dude, I know that you and I can go on about this shit forever, but I think we're going to, let's call it quits. It's already 8.30 and I got family waiting for me, so I appreciate it. I'm glad we were able to enjoy some beers together and talk a lot of shit. Um, I had fun and uh, I'll see you next time. Yes, sir. All right, brother. Have a good night. You too, bye.